Okay, hello everyone. I am the Fractured Filter here with Jay, Jay Hitman one eight seven. All right, Jay Hitman, excellent. Um, so here we are. We're starting our our first show here, calling it Saturday Night Sith. Whether we keep it Star Wars, but that's kind of the the game plan. Um, so uh, why don't you go ahead and do your intro, sir, for what got you into Star Wars and oh. into the expanded universe. Love it. So I actually grew up loving Star Wars majority of my life. My uncle um, was a huge Star Wars fan, collected all the toys, all the books. And oh, you're ahead and, of me then. Well, yeah. So him being my godfather, um, he at a young age um, actually started giving me his toys and the books and everything. So I've always had this love of Star Wars nice. um, for as long as I can remember. And then um obviously watching uh the movies like i watched them when they were on vhs i still have the vhs uh <laughs> videos um i can remember that, this was this was before ian mcdermott even played the emperor that's how that's how old these vhs i um, still are. i wish i i wish i had actually gotten some of those early vhs because i know the first ones that i got were the special edition so yeah uh, so unfortunately it, but i remember watching the originals when we rented them from the video store but go on kind of cool to watch like watch the ones that first came out and then watch how they've over the years have kind of done changes and all all this kind of stuff yeah i mean let's be honest ian mcdermott was probably the best one of the best changes because the first guy (laughs) who played the emperor was just it was not was not good was not a good character for that it was definitely something that needed some touching up afterwards yeah 100 so (laughs) yeah I've, i've but when i say star wars i'm talking about like the original canon and i this is a hill i'm willing to die on there's not multiple cannons out there there's no, one canon yeah um, that's as as i see it uh, that's or as i've seen around it's just then becomes george lucas's canon and then you have disney's canon yes. but george lucas's canon is the gospel pretty much yeah not my opinion george lucas's <laughs> so yeah that's pretty okay. much it yeah, um, I mean, I didn't have quite the strong connection. I remember, yeah, being uh, renting the original trilogy back in the day. Um, it definitely, I mean, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Uh, it was always really cool. That I, of course, loved the dynamics of between Luke and Vader and that whole whole thing. But I'd say what really kicked me into enjoying Star Wars a whole lot was when uh we started getting some of the video games on console the super nintendo super star wars was awesome but 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 then what really like it then opened you know that whole journey into a big grander new world was uh uh shadows of the empire on the nintendo 64 just that game alone you know you had a brand new character dash rendar uh, you're playing through certain areas. Uh, you started out on Hoth, so you kind of got that, you know, that ground level of it, of kind of being introduced to the world. And then it just kept going, and you got the new villain, uh, Shizor. That whole thing was awesome. And, of course, it had its own soundtrack, which was even better. For and- those younger – let's just take a minute. For these younger kids that <laughs> might be listening – if you've not played any of these games that we're referencing, please do a service to society oh, yeah. and yourselves. Because there's, there's absolutely every way 
possible to find those games, play them, and whatever. So some of probably the best games out there are the ones that you that you just mentioned. I yeah. I remember growing up and playing these games for. I had to. I played so long on the Nintendo sixty four that I had to turn it off to cool it down and then blow <laughs> into the the uh, the old game to uh, ah, yes. get it to play yes. again. Yep. Uh, so that was that that jumping off point, and then as we finally, as I finally started slowly venturing into, you know, the PC gaming, I a friend of mine, I think, if it was, is at a birthday party, brought over uh, the Dark Forces Jedi Knight Dark Forces Two, and that's how I got then introduced to who I'm using my avatar of, Kyle Katarn. And that was just then also like, we'll kind of talk about later though, but you know, they, he was again, like a lot of character, a lot of EU characters, former uh, Imperial stormtroopers. He's kind of saw some of the darker side of what was going on with them. And was like, "Uh, you know, uh, time to bail. And then eventually, yeah, he too finds that he is, you know, capable or strong in the force and has the whole adventure in dark forces too and then eventually jedi academy which was even or uh uh jedi outcast even better game it just kept it going and so you know with that just was my gateway into eventually finding out down the line all the more uh different characters different stories that was going on with star wars and then of course you know um with uh, even further games that helped bring you into the world, like uh, Star Wars Galaxies, the MMO, which was a blast at the time. Still have a love for it. It's just, although you can't quite revisit it like like when it was first in its heyday, but still, you know, that was another thing that just kind of immersed you into the world from just hanging around other people with the, ambiance of you hearing droids hearing having the music and stuff like that so those were definitely some of the things that you know broke me into broke me into the whole star wars universe and what got me more and more into it as time went on and then you know with this whole disney buyout it was called okay it's a polite way of saying it yeah, <laughs> you know, and of course we had uh, Knights of the Old Republic prior to that, but then you know it was with all this out going on and them erasing things. I was like, okay, I need to start checking out more content, and then that's yeah. when I was like, okay, where do I start? And that was where I just happened to go. You know what? I've heard of these Darth Bane books, so let's start there. I got to check this out and my god once i started down checking out those it was just you know that's all she just, wrote that's all she wrote just got lost into it and you know here and then thanks to all that you and i were talking about it and decided to start doing this stuff and hey it all pays off in the end right your story is a lot more interesting than mine i mean i agree with everything you said and i agree. <laughs> like i i went down that similar path but uh yeah well yeah better than mine first you know for some like it was like for you you know from the beginning you were is you had people that were like oh hey 
here's these toys, here's this, here's that. I mean, for myself, it was called, I was kind of more, I loved it, but at the same time, I was kind of more in the looking at like Godzilla and stuff like that. But as time went along, the passions grew and, you know, just finding it, finding out more and more to it that, uh, that you know just ex- again expanded your mindset of it because also uh and i don't know if i'm going to be end up pronouncing this correct the uh the fighting game that they had for uh, star wars masters of terrorist kasai also yeah. you know had a bunch of that's where they brought in the character arden lynn who is a master of this martial arts and then that oh, it, and then if you played enough of that game that was how i just uh, found out and learned about Mara Jade. So I mean, is is it may not have been the books and stuff, but you know, the games were certainly this great introductory to everything. And like I've like I've even talked about with my brother at times, it's like, you know, you the great thing about a lot of the old games in particular was that yes, while they would sometimes make their own new soundtrack, at the same time they reused all of pretty much John Williams score that really kept you, uh, at least I think kept you uh, immersed in the world and what was uh, going on. So that's, yeah. that was definitely how I, how I've always felt about it. 100%. <laughs> okay. Now with that aside, shall we start talking about, the book of Boba Fett. I, I love nothing first. more to talk about this <laughs> this ridiculous book, if you can call it a book. Uh, okay, I, so like it was, I kind of I just skimmed through the first episode because I'd already forgotten bits and pieces of it from prior from watching it last week, and I was just kind of like, oh, I better I better kind of refresh my memory. So I just kind of started it off in. Uh, it's well, what, still tough. It's still thoughts? tough. It's still yeah. tough for me to see see it in the beginning because like they very vaguely show him getting out of the Sarlacc pit with his flamethrower, and it yes. cuts, and then he's getting beat up by Jawas, more or less. <laughs> well, not yeah. beat up by Jawas. He was getting. He was. They were. Sure, I think they were, the, I they think were scrapping they were, him, yeah. and then and then they finally you know knock him out again, and then. Which it was still just kind of like, really, you're gonna have the little Jawas club them like that? I wasn't I aware know. that job that Jawas were, con- you know, concerned with uh, stripping for uh, clothing. Usually, they're more concerned about stripping for parts. They may have been trying to strip him of his parts. I don't know. It looked like they were just taking his armor, though. Yeah, I don't know either. And then we go down to yeah, then the the whole. What, so let, let's just get your thoughts on this. So what are your thoughts about the Tuscan Raiders kind of capturing him and this whole uh, him staying at this camp? And yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Because I've, I've got my thoughts on that. To me, from the get-go, uh, having them take him in any kind of prisoner felt very... Yeah. Felt very. I, I hate, I'm trying to think, find the right word, but I don't know if it would be you know contradictory to what we've generally known about this the Sand People or what. 
but it just felt like, you know, the wrong thing that would happen. Like if they found him, it'd either be called they'd ignore him and move on, or they would have, you know, popped him and left and let and just left them to die. Or yeah. left them to die. You know, it would have been a regardless, just you know, they wouldn't have wouldn't have possibly just messed with him at all. It just would have been moved on or killed him. So to me, I was just kind of like right. uh, okay. Well, I guess is, yeah. So what are your thoughts about him having to, to, you know, prove, well, one, let's talk about like, I got, well, so when I watched and I watched it from beginning to end, like the whole thing is. Yeah. So did I, no, no, I I did originally when I first watched the episode, like I said, I just needed a refresher. Yeah. I I, uh, I couldn't do it. I was, I was trying to prepare for our podcast. I was like, I should probably rewatch it again. I could not come to terms with watching again. It was just that painful. Um, But so what are your thoughts on him having to, so, Let's just start here. I kind of got the feeling that he had to prove himself to the test. That's what it. That's what it basically boiled down to. Yes. Like once he, once he, but that wasn't until like, that wasn't until he uh, had done enough of what the, the salvaging for the little water pods, but then mainly, mainly after he defeated the Ray Harryhausen monster. I mean, that was, that wasn't until he did that, that it was called, okay, now we can have him prove himself to us and he can maybe become an honorary sand person or whatever, you know, right. Tuscan, whatever. So that wasn't a, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just was very, I mean, this is, this is Boba Fett. Though. This is Boba Fett. Uh, yeah. And DeLorean who, and again, I am not the, I know there's a lot of, uh, YouTubers out there and podcasters out there that know a lot more than I do, but like, I mean, oh, yeah. I I'll be the first. <laughs> this is Boba Fett, a Mandalorian. This is the Mandalorian race. These are the people that went toe to toe with freaking Revan and Malik. And you're telling me that? <laughs> well, remember, this think- is centuries removed since then. They're, yes, they've been drastically, you know, changed. It's very true. But with that, I mean, still, like these guys, I mean, pride themselves on. On Very combat, and, in combat. Yeah. I mean, these guys rode ba- basilisks from the freaking <laughs> outer space, you know, to a planet to, you know, ultimately, you know, just eviscerate everybody. And then he's got to take fighting. Hey, less, fighting hey what's, less, a, what's a continent or two turned to glass, right? I mean, yeah, come on. Right. I mean, but taking fighting lessons from a test and then just, uh, just getting beat with a stick. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, uh, I just, I mean, so what are, your, like, not, what are your thoughts on that? It's not un. I mean, God. Are you telling this me that the, the Tuscan Raiders? They pre- and I'm not saying these guys can't fight. They're a primitive race, and there's, you know, they they've got to be able to protect themselves on Tatooine, but against a Mandalorian like this guy. I think you referenced this a couple days no, ago. No, like, this now, Vader shook in his boots when he when he went it, into <laughs> Bo- Boba. It wasn't so. Much, I mean, they definitely had an understanding. I would yeah. say, and they had, a, I think, a respect for one another. Uh, but that's that's kind of the thing yeah with in i think that's what they when they had him get his get his butt kicked in that first episode i think they were trying to play it off from him just escaping the the sarlacc and even that but then afterwards he's still you know failing to to combat the the female tuscan that he's up against and even that is just pretty silly just for the fact that he's a long time hardened mercenary. He knows he's a tactical last I knew he was, I don't know if I, if it was a tactical genius, but I mean, he wasn't anybody to mess with. 
I mean, they, he, the Mandalorians and, are known for taking out Jedi. So, I mean, you've got to be pretty. He, well, and that was even the thing, like Boba in particular within the the further, you know, continuity, continuity of the EU was known to be able to fight Jedi. And I mean, it's not Did unheard of. Yeah. It's not unheard of because they even had that slightly addressed with like, you know, Knights of the Old Republic too. You had Atten who talked about how he would have his mind on Pazak to yeah. throw them off. And I don't recall the exact details. Just a genius. But he knew how to, he knew their, yeah. their fighting styles. He knew just kind of what made the, you know, their compassion and stuff like that. So he right. knew to exploit those sort of things in order to take him out. So yeah. when he's up against this Tuscan at any point, even after he's been out of the, he's kind of healed and everything. It still seems pretty silly that he just doesn't have the prowess to do anything. Right. Really? Right. Well, we it, should also give an, and I'm, I'm sure there's a, uh, a way to leave comments. So those of those of you that, you know, are listening or will be listening. If, if we are saying anything that maybe not is a hundred percent canon, please, you know, go go down and, and put in the comments. But um, I was doing a little <laughs> research uh, in regards to the Tuscan Raiders, and uh, you know, the, this this race. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of people saying that, you know, there, there's some that aren't violent as others, and some are a little bit more welcoming, and all this and that. But you know, I just remember growing up as a kid watching, you know, uh, episode four. You know, uh, these these sand people, Tuscans, were, 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 I just remember just being afraid because these guys were like savages. They're like, right. I with them. Absolutely. Well, that was definitely what, you know, is lent to, uh, you know, the, ex the extended universe that helps kind of flesh them out. Right. I, did you ever go through the uh, Kenobi book? I did not. No. So that did, that the Kenobi book does kind of help do some fleshing out of the of the Tuscan Raiders and I mean even in uh Nitro Republic 1 you kind of had that interaction with Revan once you got you know mm -hmm. HK to to translate but in the Kenobi book they do kind of, they do go into there being different tribes different right. uh some that are trying to uh rebuild a little better after the whole um <laughs> after for one i mean if you, especially if you go through the, the uh episode the star the star wars episode two book they talk yeah. about in the beginning of that you know how the farmers were the moisture farmers and stuff were having to fight off these wave of tuscans that kept attacking their settlements right. and stuff like that so they were they were damaged from that and then the tuscans right. Of course, you know, because of taking Shmi Skywalker and then bringing about Anakin's wrath upon them, they suffered a lot more deaths yeah. there. So they were definitely hurting. And then in the in the book, they like I said, it kind of goes into some of some of what they're trying to do, how they're trying to resalvage their people in any way possible, almost. Well, not not any way possible, but just trying to essentially stay alive and get a strong enough leadership to re either recombine or just combine the tribes together. So they have a little more of a fighting chance. Right. So, but the thing was, was that they never really, 
even in that book, they didn't really like ever bending the knee to taking to using technology. Right. They were they were strictly about using uh, their banthas. Right. And 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 losing one was oh yeah was a big hit to them. Uh, which is bond between them and yeah and that's kind of the funny thing once when we get to episode two how it almost seems so many of them are expendable but well that would not be a thing so like my research i was doing is like so there's a sacred bond between uh the tuscan raider the same people and that bantha and when a tuscan raider would die i was reading that the bantha would actually kill itself out of grief for its, for lack of better terms, not try to be disrespectful, but its owner, you know. Right. So just well, and that's what two, it is. We'll, we'll get to is just a bunch of just linguistic, just nonsense. <laughs> um, but so, okay, so we covered the Tuscan part, and then uh, the Tuscan Raider, that whole thing, and then right the in, the down. intro, and then yeah. it basically kicks, and then it kicks over to you know. Him in a back Jabba, to, not Java, sorry. To, uh, Boba, yeah, Boba's in his in his back in his back to bed. Back uh, to bed, I but, <laughs> It was it. It's a back to tank. He looked like I, more looked like Scuba Steve to me. <laughs> but he's in his little back back to tank, which he now seems to be needing. Which is very interesting because, like the back to which we won't go. I mean, I, I've done. I'm such a nerd when it comes to this stuff. I could even tell you like the actual company that made Bacta or, or discovered Bacta, but Bacta was used for like uh, regenerative, regenerative purposes, right? Like when Luke got, uh, when he battled the, um, oh, God brain fart on Hoth, um, when he battled well, the, the creature, I can't think I'm having a brain fart, but when he battled it and got hurt, like, you know, and, all that they put him in a tank because oh, you know, cut on, up. yeah, when he's on Hoth and you know, yeah, the, the Wampa, but the Wampa Wanda, yeah. But the then, like Boba, like he just like he looked fine. So why is he why is he in the why is he using a back to bed? Yeah, I don't know so, if that if it's supposed to be for old lingering, people. Lingering, people? I don't know if it's supposed to be lingering after effect from being in the Sarlacc pit for however long he was. Yeah. Since you know when he first was in there, he goes right for the stormtrooper that was out of nowhere, and. And took the took the uh the I'm guessing the the air hose from the helmet and then plugged it into his own. Yeah. Which is off, you know, even though there's probably completely different gear, it's amazing that his Mandalorian helmet is able to plug right up to a stormtrooper helmet. But hey, yeah. Well what what, what, what would I know? Well, I mean, that's what it appears to be like in, in you know, in the first couple minutes of uh, the, the first episode. But then that later down, we'll talk about what actually his helmet looked like from the inside. There was leather in it, which was very interesting. Even though, yeah, he's basically got like target. He's supposed to have like targeting computers. And yeah, stuff like all that this in the helmet and stuff like that. It just yeah. seemed silly, too, that once he gets all that, you know, coin thrown in there, it's like. Dude, aren't you a little concerned you're gonna mess up anything? Yeah, yeah. It looked like it was that was just uh yeah, looked like a World War II helmet inside. Something. I don't it it, it didn't look can we, very so can we just talk? I know I don't want to no. spend a lot of time on this, but like the Sarlacc pit, right? So like in Canon, <laughs> you were bringing this up earlier that like you're you're ingested in this thing for like a thousand years, 
right? It and has, yeah, it, some sort of crazy gestation period. Right. <laughs> it's and, supposed to. And I think even, you know, C-3PO is translating, you know, what Jabba's saying in, in Return of the Jedi. You know, God bless Jabba. Rest his soul. <laughs> still miss him. Um, but, like, he, he's in this pit. But in canon, like, in the books, and, and you read that, you read the book. I, I, I haven't had the chance to read it yet. But wasn't it connected to caves? And that's how he originally got out? Like, you just didn't just walk, just climb out of this thing. Like, you know, if, it, if that was the case, then I don't think it would be as scary as everybody, you know, said it was. So, like, what are your thoughts on him just crawling out of it? Just crawling out of it? It just comes off as a little bit on the lazy side. Like, I think I would have thought there would have been more to it than just him crawling out. Like, yeah. I don't know. We, But the thing was, like I said, it just it shows him using his flamethrower. But, <laughs> yes, RIP Java. Um, but it just you know it would have been nice to see him blast using his rocket his jetpack at all to blast out of there or right. something or, anything yeah. my my thought his rocket is like, he has rockets come on i mean 100% like my thought my frustration is like for those who like be careful but i'm just going to speak blatantly you know those who it. follow disney and believe that disney is now the, the true canon or the new canon like wouldn't it make sense for Disney to maybe follow, I don't know, the original canon, that story and how he got out? Like, if you're wanting to bridge the gap between, like, the, you know, I will say, you know, the, the old school people like us that follow true canon, then you have Disney right. who claims to be this new canon. If you're, like, if you're solely concerned about just creating this new story to appease your new fans, but don't worry about, you know, those of us that are, are kind of like the loyalists, like, well, good luck because there's more of us than you. But like, I, I guess I just don't understand, like you, it would make more sense to follow canon. So everybody, you know, could understand it, but like to basically have canon that says like he crawled out of, you know, he got out of the Sarlacc pit by using the caves and the cave system that it was, you know, connected to versus him just crawling out. Like that makes no sense. Well, and it's very lazy. Well, you know, that's what I actually I find rather funny, considering how much Dave Filoni loves digging through and, you know, trying to trying to uh, salvage any piece of the EU to kind of claim his, his own ideas. Right. He didn't dig into that book at the beginning of that book at all to use that as the 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 visual piece that that would have been probably really great to actually see. And right. have him, you know, actually getting out or at least showing him getting out proper instead of just kind of flamethrower, then on the ground getting salvaged by Jawas. Yeah. I just, so, that was, there's so many things. And again, people that listen, oh, you're just biased because you're old school and you're loyal. So like, I, I get that point, but like, you have to understand, like, following canon and then watching this show. Like well, there's not a lot of it that follows canon. In, in it's, my just opinion. A, it's just about maintaining a level of consistency with your story. That's all. Right. Which they, even though the whole point of, you know, erasing the expanded universe and dubbing it legends and, you know, having then their jump off point for their new canon, they have yet to maintain a level of consistency that was kept under Lucas and, you know, yes, there's some goofy stuff here and there, but there was still that level of consistency 
through the stories and stuff like that that they tried to keep the beats of this on the yeah. other hand they just kind of love playing it fast and loose and just seeing what sticks and what doesn't yeah it's just yeah doesn't make so, a lot of sense to me i mean what what kind of got me though with with part of this episode with part of this first episode is you know in the whole first scene he's talking with the mayor's rep and or just going through the different people coming Tribute, through yeah. and it's just kind of like like people i've heard other people point out it's getting this level of marvel mcu tier dialogue where right. it just kind of doesn't fit that character because no. as we saw through you know empire strikes back which was pretty much the only time we did get any level of dialogue from boba fett but you know he kept it short to the point yeah and that was it we didn't need yeah. anything else what was he, was, he otherwise was he kept his, his mouth he, shut he was this mysterious and he kept his helmet on god damn it he did which is a whole nother <laughs> that could be a whole nother podcast that we do just based off taking off helmets but i think <laughs> that what the frustrating part for me was you know going to you know it cuts to the scene where he's on he's in Jabba's palace he's on the on for lack of better terms the throne and all these people are coming in and they're paying tribute but Filoni and the writers they 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 don't give a backstory about how Boba like why he's there so like well remember, I, no he they they the part of his introduction for him there in in Jabba's palace happened at the end of mandalorian season two that oh, was wonderful. their whole launch that oh, was their okay. whole launching point so if you didn't so i see thing. if you I, didn't I watch that last yeah. episode so let me ask um, you this they, <clears throat> did they touch on the fact bib fortuna and him yeah bib fortuna uh, was bib fortuna had taken over for jabba apparently yeah, okay. he survived somehow from the sail barge but yeah. he survived interesting he, enough. he also himself got incredibly fat is his clone and was sitting on the throne yeah. Yeah. And then, at, like it was, their whole stinger at the end of Mando season two was um, was uh, them, uh, him and Boba and uh, oh god, I'm forgetting her name now. But uh, they walk into the palace, kill him, kill Finish. Fortuna, yeah, and yeah. kill him, and then Boba Fett takes the seat, and then they're in charge. And then, so that's what See, I need to go. I need to, to go back and, and watch, I guess, the second. See, this is like for those of us, I just have a real problem with just Disney. Star. I just, I have like, just, I watched, I think, the first season of The Mandalorian, and that was as bad as much when they butchered the crate, Jack, the crate dragon. I don't know if you remember seeing that episode. I was <laughs> that, just yeah, the first episode of season two. I, yeah. But, that, uh, well, that was what, that was what, that was what started off with their whole. Uh, doing this weirdness with the the Tuscans actually interacting with yeah. outsiders, but I guess this is supposed to explain why they were, even though that just still seemed random and goofy as hell. Because Mando, as far as we had seen, hadn't done anything with the Tuscans. We didn't have any prior backstory or stuff like that. Well, then, and who well, knows then, if we yeah. ever will? Who knows right. if we ever will? Well, but, then, for for those of you that for those that might be listening, so can you explain? And if they haven't, this is strictly for if they've not watched, the, I guess, the last season of Mando. Um, the did they touch on the? Did they follow like Canada where like Bib Fortuna, his brain was put into a clone, and that explains why this he's more obese. And then 
that kills Bib Fortuna, and then he becomes okay. Okay, let me stop you. You're stop. already would be giving them too much credit for going that deep into any kind of lore. Okay. No, right. it was just called no. Bib Fortuna is there on the throne. He sees them. They come walking in, blast and them, they... kill him, get him out of the seat, and boom. It's the yeah. it's then they hit the stinger for Book of Boba Fett coming whenever. See, so this this is why I, I have problems with these shysters because they do <laughs> they they get about maybe a not even a fourth of it is you see why I have trust problems like they don't even follow they just, you walk in Bro, and you just kill trust and, problems. and you're like oh I'm the new major domo. <laughs> uh, Pay me all the pay me your tribute, like so. I was just curious, get your thoughts on well, that. Was what, that's what I found. That was what I found funny. I'm like, you know, for one, I would think, yeah, Boba would kind of know how to play the politic game, so he would have probably given some kind of compensation. But I couldn't help but think at the same time, he might have broken an arm and then sent yeah. them on his way, probably. but they he would have he i would think if he was going to play this sort of silly game of i'm now the daimyo which i found was funny that they used that term but why didn't they just say major uh, major domo because that's what uh bib was that was his title well i don't know i don't know he's now i mean no he's now the hut whatever so the the uh, it I don't know. You know, it just seemed that the whole that he's trying to, I don't know, man. The whole thing was just came off as just kind of goofy to me. Right. All in all for that little intro. And then he goes into the city, does his little kind of, you know, introductions to the, to the places getting, getting his, getting basically inside of everyone right and then we get the goofy scene of the shield warriors that come in well we got hold on we got we got to talk about the these grimorians though first tweedle d and tweedle dumb over here <laughs> we got we got to touch on that i mean what what are your thoughts on that because i'm i'm just there's oh god there's so many there's so much to unpack here where he's like i'm gonna roll with respect i'm like Bro, you're a Mandalorian. Like, I understand there's a respect. Like, they pri- there's a obviously a respect factor there, but I, I, oh, to, to say, I can't imagine. Roll. I can't imagine too much with Gamorreans, considering they are generally generally very low, low IQ. They're not very smart. This is why they're usually just thuggish guards. They right. And it it was funny because it was even in um the uh, X Wing books which are also yes. pretty good but the x in the x-wing books they there were there was who was called piggy a gamoran that was uh tested on by the empire to enhance his intelligence yeah so then he was they had him like with like a translator so that he could speak to everyone else but it was just the thing it's like you know these these things aren't aren't really intelligent creatures to begin with this is why they're no their guards usually or something like that so and i'm guessing you know that's kind of the uh what um fennec shand was giving him the little warning you know i don't you know i don't think this is such a good idea because they're dumb guess than a box of rocks or between that between that and i'm gonna i i'm willing to bet this will come back to bite boba in the ass 
somewhere yeah. down the line where either these two Gamorreans happen to still be in play with maybe the two huts that we see in the second episode right? or some other power out there that, you know, yeah, it wouldn't I just, surprise me that that's going to be, you know, their, their try at, Ooh, look at what a twist. Yeah. And then we so, jump down to, uh, so they go into the, I'm assuming like, is it like a, a day spa casino? Ratchet something like that. It's basically, uh, it's basically like a, a bar casino sort of yeah. thing. They got their live music. Business in the front, party in the back type right. thing. And then, you know, they... they so he's coming his, by and getting his, you know... Cut. Doing his collection, exactly. Yeah. His cut. And then, you know, and then we see the ridiculousness of his helmet, the inside of his helmet, which wasn't really a helmet. Um, I was pretty... I, I just feel like in our in our day and age, and I, and I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but in our day and age, like, <laughs> I just feel like the costumes were just dog water, just dog water costumes. Just like the... Just the worst. Like, I... And again, I'm old. I'm biased. I think that George Lucas did a better job in '74 coming up with costumes than like we're doing in 2021. 2022. Well, that, I'm sorry. That's been my my point for a long time. Ever since they first started the the whole new trilogy with uh, Force Awakens, when you saw these guys in their armor, even the the bounty hunters that Han encounters uh, on that ship with the weird yeah tentacle monsters. They their armor just looks it it's damaged, but it it's shiny as hell. So right. it just comes off as like man, they really make sure and polish up before they go out on site before before they do anything because otherwise it nothing looks lived in. And no. that was always the great detail of the older stuff from you know the original trilogy and, and everything that I mean, even like the stormtroopers. Their gear looked lived in when, they, especially when they were down on the Sand Troopers on Tatooine. Yeah, Tatooine. Their gear looked worn. It's you know, I mean, seen, you look at you seen some time out there. I and I'm I'm pretty sure they were. I'm gonna go on a limb here and say they were on the the Executor, uh, Vader ship. But like even the Trandosians and the Bounty Hunters, like their armor looked like they had just been fighting. Like they just looked like you know they've been in. Multiple oh, yeah. fights. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Like, absolutely. Looking at, like, and again, unless you're, and that's well, how no, that's how Boba Fett's armor looked too. Right. And then and then he gets this goofy paint job, and now it right. looks like everybody else's armor. I'm like, but the original gear looked awesome. But even like, so like even the the costumes though in, in like the the first episode, like the tra- like I could tell that they're Trandosians, but that's because I know what the freaking Trandosian species looks like. But the costume right. itself, it's like just goofy. Like the Rodian, like earlier in the episode, where they're digging oh, yeah. for they're <laughs> digging for these you know these watermelon type you know whatever that was a, that was again another goofy thing that I thought of was like you know Boba once he gets out of that out of those chains he would have booked it. I, I don't like, for, do you he, to, do you unless it was somebody that he, unless Rodian. that it was somebody that he knew that he could get value out of maybe he would have bra- dragged him along but he would have dragged him. He wouldn't have yeah. given him an option. It would have been called, okay, you're coming with me. I know you 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 got some value, monetary value right. for me. I'm taking you. Not the, you like not it or the not. good Samaritan, like, do you want me to save your life, Rosie? Yeah. It, like, no, it's but yeah, his, just, again, he's yeah, becoming just, the, the 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 bounty hunter with a heart of gold. It's like, bro, you are a Mandalorian. Act like it. You might be a clone <laughs> of the original. But you're still like you're still a Mandalorian. 
Right. And I just feel like through this whole, like, well, at least the first episode, he's the complete opposite of, of what, in my mind, what, uh, and not even in my mind, like, if you read the books by Karen Travis, and I, I apologize if I'm butchering her last name, but, like, the one who created the Mandal, like, she created the, I'm not going to say race, because I know it's not a race, but she created the Mandalorian. Right. The and, culture. And the culture, yes. Very, the, it's a good word, culture. And, uh, and when you read those books, like, I remember just reading kind of the, um, like, the Republic Commando and, and some of those yeah. books that she wrote, like, it just does. It's not not the boba of well, of old time yeah, past. the culture, the language, and stuff like that. But no, it's. I mean, he even before Django was killed, he was giving him instructions on how to hunt, how to fight, right. and stuff like that. He boba as a child was more pissed off than <laughs> Boba as the adult. Like I'd be more scared of Boba as a child than I would about uh, the, this Boba. You know. Well, this the, is the, the this is the thing too. This is a guy. Uh, he he saw his you know his his father killed by a Jedi. Okay, he goes through. Then what? We got twenty years and everything. Twenty yeah. twenty five years just, of the empire, but of him, you know, surviving on his own, being a bounty hunter, being as ruthless as generally possible. And I mean, like it was. You did have Vader that walked up to him. And pointed to him, making sure and going, no, and remember, no disintegration. So he's clearly known for, you know, either Vader, not giving a hill. Yeah, like, there was a couple, I mean, and, yeah, to touch on that, like, there were a couple of these of these bounty hunters. Of, I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, you had the Black Sun, uh, and I did, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, on, you know, on the bridge and everything, but, like, Vader would not be calling in just some, you know, baby kiss an old lady walking across a street bounty hunter to, to hunt, you know, these people that he wants to hunt. Like th- these are like Trandosians are, are ruthless for those who don't know much about, like they're they're You don't mess with them, no. you know, and then, and no, then they're, they're, the, the they're the types, they're the types that hunt Wookiees for God's Hell, sakes. The, and then the black sun syndicate, like the, that crime syndicate, the black sun. I mean, they're, I mean, they, they're even referencing uh KOTOR too, but, it's yeah, it's like, funny how long they've actually been around. But it's, that's the unfortunate thing too is that we're missing these other, uh, these other, you know, criminal organizations. We don't have the Black Sun. We don't, you know, which was may, although even, maybe even by this time was kind of dinged out after Shadows of the Empire and stuff. But um, even then, you know, we just don't have enough of this to kind of be competition for everyone. Yeah, so then, so we're up to where they're they're getting tributes, and then there's this mysterious mayor, uh, right? Who, which we don't really get any word on. We just get no. the the lackey. Yeah, the uh, the Twilic that um, speaks medieval basic, apparently <laughs> old medieval medieval basic. Um, do we touch on? And then do we touch on this uh, the the Oh, these uh, assassins, these secret assassins. Well, that was that, yeah, that was kind of where I was jumping into. Yeah, the sh- yeah. So, the well, sorry, warriors, I had to, I the had to jump on the Gamorreans. Well, just... it was yeah, that's what you wanted to get into. No, the shield, the shield guys. I just kind of was again. What? How much of a dumb move is it that once these guys are so close in, Boba's like, hey, you know what's a good idea? I'm gonna rocket them. That's a brilliant nope. idea. Even though they have their, even though they have their shields all raised, I could flame their feet. Or use my jetpack and get some leverage on them. He does the rocket to the face. Yeah. What the hell? 
I yeah. I like how they, you know, he referenced uh, Finnick Shand as a master assassin, and I don't feel like, and there's people are probably going to be like, oh, well, you're just an a-hole, you're, you know, whatever, whatever. but like, <laughs> she's not, not every, he, master assassin should not have been uh, the term that he used to describe her. Oh, the, you I had mean, your more, like, you're fighting these guys, like, and to your point, like, there was no strategy, there was no, uh, there was no, I don't even think. Since, since Boba is no longer a master bounty hunter, apparently master doesn't mean much. So she's a master assassin, I guess. Yeah, but even these like guys, think- I'm wondering what the hell these guys were. Because I for, I forgot if they even called them. I, I don't I don't remember them. if they did. But I guess the the more just it, I guess it's frustrating because like you think like okay this is one it's a Mandalorian right it's Boba Fett like. These six guys shouldn't even been uh, like like I get that they have shields, but like in my mind, like you haven't been a threat, man. Like you know, uh, to your point, like flight, you have so many things at your disposal. You know, you, the, this is the guy. Even if we go to like the Clone Wars, where he fought Obi Wan, you know, and and had an had an advantage against him because of his his. Um, wait, who? I wait, say, wait, wait, wait. I... No, I'm not, well, not sorry, Boba, but like Django. I mean. Well, yeah, uh, Django fought Django, but you some know, of the Jedi, some but... of the same weapons and and arm, you know. But there's just no. Strategy. Well, yeah, and he again, and yeah, that's where he was taught the same tactics and stuff like that. So he at least has an understanding on how to fight people that maybe have a little higher sensory ability. Yeah. So I just thought, and then you know, so they're fighting. They're you know trying to do what, what they can to almost at this point what it looks like is survive, which is a joke because they should be like there should be twelve of them. They should be fighting 12 of them and kicking every one of them, every one of their teeth down their throat. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, like, the Gamor- you know, Gamorians come in and save the day. <laughs> yeah, I was just kind of like, I was, I was starting to wait for the, for the Gamorians Did you to come think back this, into okay, it. I'm so like, okay, so where are they right now? Are they just going to let them get their, you know. So let me ask you this. Did, did, you, did you at any point in time when you were watching this think that the Gamorians were going to save the day? They were going to come in and, and kind of save it, them both. Well, I should say it was more of wondering where the heck they were and if they were going to join in on the fight. Probably playing Pazak. Yeah, I didn't think they were going to necessarily be the saviors of the little fight, but right. Um, no, I didn't think I also anything like that. The Gamorans were a little bit more, uh, a little bit more obese than. I mean these these guys. These look ones like... do look. I was I was wondering if it was just me. They did seem a little more trim. Yeah, they look like they should be in Fort Lauderdale, you know, sipping <laughs> on a little rum and coke on the beach. I mean, these guys are like, like you know, some little slight bodybuilders. But I remember the Gamorreans, like that from days of old, you know, waddled in Jab- in Jabba's, you know, palace because they were so, you know, big and so yeah. But they were definitely more chonky boys. Yeah. Yes. Can we can we touch on the fact that there was absolutely zero blood? in all yes. these fight scenes yes that was something that i noticed too and i was just kind of uh, it just it, again is like okay this is the di- the disneyfication of it it's just they're not gonna get gory they're not right. gonna get bloody it's not gonna you know touch Did you on say disneyfication yeah i that, the word that like i <laughs> this just came to my mind was defecation when you said disneyfication <laughs> that's gonna be our new uh as, at least in my mind, that's what I'm going to start using. Disneyfication, i.e. defecation. <laughs> I'm not against that. Go, them, those two things going hand in hand. I am all for that. Those of those that might be listening, this is this is all organic, by the way. This this has not been scripted. 
Um, we've known each other for, for a long time and we've had many, many a conversation um, with each other. And, and this is a hundred percent off script organic. And I, I, I am a believer that it is, it is the best when uh, it's organic, but that, that's great. Yeah. Disney, di- we're going to post this di- Disneyfication, i.e. defecation. Love it. <laughs> All for it. All for it. Okay. I'm going to send it to Filoni. I'm actually typing up an email right now, and I'm going to send it to Filoni. Disney vacation. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so, we're, so we're, we're to the fight scene, and then they're fighting, and then uh, they, they, they kind of they break up, and then there's Fennec they, she, Fennec Shen decides to go after him after Boba gets tasered to holy hell. Which uh, is, yeah. again, is this before like, after okay. he shoots the rocket and the guy that was the, yeah that that was all after because it's basically as soon as they turned on their shields they all surrounded them. He, that's when Boba you know put out his arm, blasted himself in the face, and then knocked yeah. mostly him and Shand over. Now, and then they kind of they kind of do some some close quarters fighting, combat, yeah, yeah. And then that's he starts getting tasered to holy heck. The Gamorians come in and kind of help break things up and diffuse the battle a little bit more. The two or th- two of them, but uh, bunk off up and yeah. up onto the buildings. And well, then he shoots she one starts. Of them. She starts to take after. He blew up one of them. Okay, so well, yeah, so yeah, but then there's well, two left after he blows yeah. up one. But well, the two that are left, he then tells her, I want them alive. Yeah, okay. he's like, Alive, Finnick. Which you know, I, I, once he was, you know, trying to interrogate, interrogate them, okay, I can understand that aspect. It just still was like, eh, yeah, waste them. I may have missed it, but when he, when he rockets the, the one guy, it, and again, it, when I watched it, it looked like the guy just disappeared. But I don't know with, <laughs> rockets, with rockets and and what typically happens when when a rocket explodes. It usually, you know, uh, can potentially enter the body, and then the body explodes. And there's a lot more um, goriness than just a just a body disappearing and just leaving a black um, smoldering black mess on the on wall the, on the side yeah. of the building yeah which i, no, I no. just yeah and then uh, there's even a part in the fight scene with the gamorian like i think cuts somebody like cuts a guy or he swings the the sword at somebody's neck or something or his body and again like just nothing yeah and you that's where i was expecting to see like listen i, I don't a, know why i expected it considering i know where this is coming from I, for some you, reason this part of me was like okay where's that where's that spray of blood know. at least just a little bit of a spray of blood once he got cleaved but no yeah. Contrary to what many might believe, I got a paper cut earlier today, and I <laughs> just blood just for days. <laughs> it was a it was a receipt piece of paper. It was a receipt that I just cut, and then I blood everywhere. Had to go. Those to things can be nasty, man. Those yeah, things can be it, nasty. Yeah. So I just yeah, it's just interesting, and I just I keep thinking about Disney Disneyfication. Uh, just, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and she goes off, and she you know. Uh, eventually, like sees the two, and then I guess I don't know, she kicks one off the wall or something, or and then captures the yeah, other one. Yeah, once she once she catches up to them and has them cornered, basically, she then kind of looks at them for a moment, kicks the one off. I think she disarmed them. Yeah. Kicks one off the side of the building. We get our haha moment, and then she is like, "Okay, you're coming. You're coming with me." Yeah. And then I believe and then, we, and then we get, you know, Boba getting thrown back into his back to bed, back to bed. And yeah. then he's, 
you know, it's again the whole Having rest all these of it. Visions of like, you know, like these visions. Well, the of... vision thing doesn't come to. I mean, this is all just like his memory, apparently. Right. Apparently the, the dreams have come back. Right. And he, it's just kind of this is their their way of having us get caught up to where he first like basically probably appeared with in Manda Mandalorian when he right. appeared, when they did the the tattooing episode. Yeah. I think that, um, that pretty much ends. I think episode one. And again, if we're missing well, that, anything, maybe... the only thing that I could say, yeah, is that then he he's helping the the Tuscan kid do the whole salvaging for water with the water yes. pods. He fights the, pods the and... he fights the uh, like I, the. I don't even know what ra- he fights. The... Was canon. I it's, didn't know what it's it was. it's a random random thing that they brought and, in. You know, it reminded me of the the Mon- uh, Mortal Kombat. What was Goro? The, Goro. <laughs> I thought, I really thought that Disney had bought out uh, you know the studio that produced Mortal Kombat, and then Goro just showed up at Tatooine. I uh, can I can definitely see that. I I was definitely in more of the impression of like this looks like you know, like Goro. Ray, it it looks it looks like a Ray Harryhausen monster. Like it I looks mean, like from Clash of the Titans or something like that. That sort of right. monster that the I forget what they call it, but showing our you know, age, the, the one that, <laughs> the one that comes out of the water and yeah, hundred percent. I or I, I oh no, I also thought um the creature from the Black Lagoon, like around yes. the head. That's what I thought it looked like. I thought it looked like that. Kids, do I was kind of like, okay, they're kind of scraping in some weird areas, considering there's some kind of there's mo- there's creatures that you could have some goofy, well, not goofy, just some creatures, monsters that would have been fine that are already established as being on Tatooine. It would have been it's, fine, but they yeah. wanted to create this Goro ripoff. Yeah. Kids, do yourself a favor. Stop watching TikTok and go watch some of these classic, you know, <laughs> mo- old school black and white movies. You won't be disappointed. And if you are, then never are. Well, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. But um, yeah, I my person when I first saw it, I was like, man, this is Goro had a baby, had relations <laughs> with a Minotaur, and this this baby is is oh boy, we're is, into some dark territory there. <laughs> I just. Listen, they, it's, it's not my fault you decided to choose this ridiculous monster-looking thing. So I, it, That wasn't me that chose it. They chose it. I'm just saying, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then, then that whole monster thing and just the water paws. And it's just very, yeah. It, yeah, yeah it, that was basically then. Uh, and then, you know, because he brought back the head of the creature. He was accepted. Yay. Yeah. But I don't even know how he cut the head. I'm assuming he just. I'm assuming. He well, they just dragged it along with them. I mean, the, the yeah. kid was carrying. Last I remember, the kid was carrying it. So yeah. Yeah. And then is that? So that's basically that that's, episode, that's episode. That's episode one. one. That was okay. episode one. It. I, see, this is the thing. Like when after I first watched it, I was just kind of like, "It's okay. It's not jumping a high bar." The. It just it, it was a it's just an okay episode. I if you look at it from from just the standpoint of watching uh, a Star Wars series without really thinking, yeah, you can enjoy it just because and some people have good for them, but they're wrong. Yeah, I'll be I'll just be blunt about it. But 
it it it's not hitting any high bars. It's just kind no. of an okay thing, and that's what Mandalorian was too. It was okay. It was I mean, other than, than other than <laughs> other than like when they hit peak, you know, nostalgia fanboyism with the end of season two, bringing in Luke for that whole yeah. for that whole scene. But even then, once well, you, you actually need, stop you and think, once be, you stop, yeah. but once you stop and think about it, you start to realize the flaws in it, and it's kind of like, oh, Luke is kind of out of character here, because even right. with that, it would have been called. Hey, is everyone okay? Is there anything I could do to help out here? You guys seem to be in a tight spot. Right. <laughs> this is kind of like, hey, I'm here. Oh, I'm taking where's the, the kid. Where's I'm this? Out. Where's this baby at? Yeah, where's where's this baby Jedi at? Oh, it's a little Yoda thing. Okay, let's go. And then Can we was, establish the was... fact real quick. Hamill wasn't on set with the set. I mean, this was all no. He CGI. was. He was on. He set. was no. That he was on set, and then they did the whole deep fake de-aging thing to get him to... My whole child has been alive. They told me he was not on set. I saw some, I saw images and video and stuff where he was, yes, on set and delivered the line. And then, like I said, they just de-aged him and everything to and did that weird, goofy... Well, listen. Uncanny Valley if, Luke. If <laughs> I'm just going to say this. If Filoni and Favreau, who are the you know puppets of kennedy i know that's gonna piss some people <laughs> off but that's how no that's you're absolutely right if if Lou, if they're not gonna listen to lucas and if lucas himself well, no, no, lucas isn't lucas isn't even involved he may no, I know, appear but on I'm, set and stuff but yes. i mean that's been about it he's the, as far as i know I, he hasn't really given us a strong input yeah. other than other like, than later the down the line of going oof <laughs> right but i guess if they aren't going to listen to lucas then I guess that's one thing, but if like Hamill's been one of the most involved, I mean, of the old school, like you know, act like he's been involved just as much as Lucas, if not more, since Lucas stepped aside. So if like he came on set, and I'm sure Lucas probably gave maybe some of his his ideas or his given piece of you know his mind, and if they're not, I don't think there's any hope for those two. If if you're not gonna listen to Lucas, if you're not gonna listen to Hamill, like then. There's just you're not gonna listen to anything. I I, I mean yeah I didn't even hear I didn't hear anything about Hamill giving any input. The last time I heard he gave any kind of input was back with uh, Force Awakens and possibly Last Jedi. Right. But they both you know poo pooed on that and said go away Hamill. We don't want to. <laughs> right. <laughs> we don't want we don't want that's, that's basically the like he even put it they patted him on the head and sent him away. Right. So you know these people they're. They're Hollywood people more than they're more than him probably, and this they're just rough, they're yeah. they're about their own ideas. They want to they want to see their imaginations play out versus actually you know trying to honor uh, honor something yeah. honor this the legacy of, Star, of Wars. Star Wars and of you know utilizing these people's knowledge who are just as big of fans of the property as the rest of us i mean that's gonna be at least one thing that can be said for for hamill he has at least done his research too and you know knows of course knows his character as well as possible and having been with you think it's safe to say that mark hamill maybe knows more about star wars than filoni and favreau i don't know about that i mean he may i i wouldn't put it i mean he may he he might it might have done more you know, reading on, on a EU and stuff like yeah. that. But I mean, he could 
I it wouldn't surprise me if he might know. I just, I mean, he's probably more than Favreau. I just feel like Campbell himself, like, and I don't know. I mean, I've heard people say, well, Favreau and Filoni, they both were students of Lucas, and I, I don't. Well, know no, it was, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't Favreau. It was Filoni that is basically being the one that's honored in as yeah. this, the, the the passing of the torch that he's the one that will save star Wars. And he's the one to go to for, you know, trying to keep the legacy intact when all the evidence to the contrary. And he's very, he is very much in line with Kathleen Kennedy and, you know, Disney, what the, whoever is passing down the orders, he's more than happy to play along and play ball. So yes. no, it, it uh, no, yeah. I think it'd be fun to, so let's, let's recap real quick. I think it'd be okay. kind of a fun exercise. So what are your, what are your takeaways and your honest opinion of episode one? And we'll episode, try to do it. And again, this will be hard. We'll try to do it from a non-bias. Well, uh, okay. From a non-bias, like I was saying, it was an okay episode. It had some, uh, it had the little humor bits here and there. It gave you your inform your quick information on how he got out of the Sarlacc pit and survived. Um, it just still, but even then, you know, like I said, it has its problems with any anybody that you know has an operating brain cell. That when you have a guy that ha- shoots a rocket launcher to a bunch of shield guys, that's kind of a bad idea. Yeah. Otherwise, it just it it also makes Boba Fett look a little weak because yeah. he does that and then on top of it he's getting taken out of the fight he, he got shocked may, as much as Finnick and yet she's running off and chasing these guys right so he oh and we lost him hopefully he can get back in oh no hang on um shoot That's weird. For some reason, it kicked him out. So I'll just be trying to get. Oops. Darn it. Sorry about this. Copy. Oh, there we go. Got him. There we go. Got you back. I'm back. Sorry. Okay, so I would <laughs> So that's what I would say would be, you know, my thought. It was just an it was just an okay episode. The monster looked neat. Uh otherwise it was just kind of a intro. It so was from a um, so from a canonacy standpoint, how or we'll say canonacy, canonacy. I think that's the word I'm trying <laughs> to use or from a accurate standpoint from a, like a, how much accuracy do you think this uh episode one uh had in regards accuracy to and what mm-hmm. with can to disney to disney's canon is probably well, just, on, about as on point as you can be we'll do disney well, I'm, I'm just not, also well, a little tired of seeing tattooing at this yeah. point or desert I'm planets in say, general there's so many planets out in the star wars universe why are we still on tattooing of all right. freaking places so i'm not gonna say disney canon i'll say disney however they want to say and then we'll just say like legend canon so from, <laughs> from like a legend canon standpoint, how how accurate do you think it was? 
it pretty much continues to piss on the legacy of Legends canon. Okay. So, okay, now what about your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the episode from so, a non-biased standpoint? I, 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 and, yeah. So <laughs> if you if is, you are capable of doing it's, so. It's, yeah, it's very, it'd be very, very hard. I'm trying to do my best to come at it from a non-biased standpoint. Um, I, I, you know, don't even know if I'd say it's okay. Like, it's, it's watchable. But right. there's a lot of a lot of issues that I that I have with it. Like one, first and foremost, like it it doesn't like if I wasn't a true canon fan, right. then I guess I could follow it somewhat. But being somebody who knows canon, it was just all over it was all over the place and it, it didn't follow canon. It didn't give you a clear, like, you know, not really timeline, but like Okay, this event happened, which led to this event, which led to this event that put him like here, if you will, like it. You know what I mean? So, um, the costumes. I mean, just I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't really like the costumes. I just felt like it could have been a lot better. I'd say um, it also still relies. It does rely heavily. I, I guess heavily. Uh, it relies on you having watched Mandalorian seasons one sure. and two to right. have so gotten, I guess, that, gotten that yeah. extra perspective. For sure. So I guess uh, what I'll have to do uh, for the people out there is I guess I will go watch Mandalorian too. I will I will do what, <laughs> do what I can to sit through this, and uh, maybe next Saturday we will. Uh, well, not maybe we'll be here next Saturday night, and, and we'll maybe we'll reconvene. But uh, I I think it's watchable. Um, but again, I it was hard to follow. So if you're saying that if I'd watched the season two of Mandalorian. Um, it would be if if that's like kind of the missing link. I'm very curious to see if my my perspective changes. I think it de- um, it does at least it gives you some level of explanation as to for right. one why he has new painted armor, how he got the armor back, because this right. is this is the whole starting point of him losing the armor, and then like I said, then it, you know flashes forward and he's got the armor back on, or right. he, or it can make some people wonder is this brand new armor did he get did he get something he did he get something new made right. what's the situation here so it, it is there it is there a cave that has a just a ton of best part <laughs> he's melting down and making um because it's a pot commodity best car <laughs> if you see what i did there, i don't know if you saw what i did there or not but <laughs> so yeah okay so so now season uh, episode two yeah yeah we- basically because this is this is this is fresh because i just watched this thing last night so right uh so like it was we you know we're there they started off with interrogating the guard the the one little lone assassin they they captured yeah i i'll i'll admit i did get kind of a chuckle out of it when they threw him into the sarlacc pit or not the sarlacc pit Uh, the uh the rancor yeah and i was like Oh, did they get themselves a new little baby rancor or something like that? And yeah, was, was, you know, they get him to basically, you know, piss himself and go, okay, okay, it was the mayor. And it's like, and yeah, they just kind of go, dude, we, the, the rancor was killed. What, what, your information sucks. So, yeah, the, it, like, it, 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 it did, I won't lie. It did give me a bit of a chuckle when they kind of pulled that little fast one on him. Yeah. Although at the same time, it makes him look really freaking dumb to not just kind of wait and see. Right. And just accept it. The door, the, the, <laughs> these, are, yeah. these were clearly not high level assassins that were no. to take 
take it to the grave that you know right. who, their, who their employer was. So right. definitely, definitely afraid of a door opening. And that's all it took was just the door opening. A you know, a halfway or a fourth away for him to to say, uh, "I was in there." Yeah, yeah. So uh, then you know we can we get it into then them going to the mayor's office and we get this goofball scene with the the it's, a, it's the, an authorian is he not he's an authorian the the mayor yeah the mayor is an authorian yeah which i thought was interesting um and then uh yeah just yeah that whole scene i was trying to well and then it's just kind of funny because it. it's like called oh hey he was a bounty yeah. There's your there's your penance for, there's your, for yeah. Here's your like, reward for this. Really? Bounty. This is this is how this is how that's gonna play out. Oh, okay. And then yeah. Boba's is like, okay, cool. Okay, well, I'll just take the money as tribute, anyways. I, I'll take the money that you should have paid me as tribute in the first place uh, for this bounty. But it's like, they, but yeah, but it didn't make any sense. Like, oh, it's a bounty. But then this guy, the assassin, said himself that the mayor sent him. But then they yeah. obviously, ironically, shoot then, him before he can even say anything. Right. So, and then so we get through that, but then I, and then of course now we get the introduction of two huts that were the cousins oh, of God. Jabba. Can, can, can only, I ask this real what? quick? Is the the girl, the female hut? Yeah, was she the one that's in the Clone Wars series? I was, was wondering that myself, but I don't think so. Like Zed or whatever. I could I, I could be I could be wrong though. Yeah, but. What I will say, I again, I was like, okay, that w- we finally got something for a pretty badass looking Wookiee, and that's that. I f- don't know if he had it, if they even gave him a name, but that was the one thing was that Wookiee bodyguard that came out and was. That looked jacked. like, uh, yeah. I was like, um, oh, finally we get a we get a we get a bad guy uh, Wookiee for once because we haven't had that in, uh, in the series at least in the the new new line so we've only seen it in uh a few expanded universe stories and i know in like coder 2 there was uh one there was one and then this guy here so i was like okay that's it looks pretty badass so we'll see if he actually if they actually have anything that he does if Boba's gonna take him on at any point, because you know there's gonna be some kind of kerfuffle between him oh. and these two freaking huts, because they were already posturing of, you know, wanting to take back Jabba's spot. So right. you, you, so they're setting up the the whole tension there for whatever's gonna come of that. Can we just can I just sit here and just point out real quick that that Wookiee looked like uh, was it Chundar? Uh, and Kotor, or the brother of uh, Zalabar. Oh, remember those two, the Wookies, the two Wookies that uh, were in in the um, in the game, Knights of the Republic. One, yeah. Zalabar was the main one. Zalabar, but his, then like Chandar was his brother. Uh, I don't think it looks like. I don't think he looked like that. Maybe it's not Chandar. It was one of the Wookies. Uh, I don't know. That's what I this. thought of when I first when I first uh, we should look it up. He's the first one that came to mind when I saw him. When yeah, Zalbar. Zalbar, yeah, it was, of course, like I said, Chindar. I think he only has like the dark hair, 
So I'm kind of, I was just kind of looking mm-hmm. it up really quick, and yeah, he's got the dark hair. Yeah, but that's kind of that's kind of yeah. it. I don't know. They all kind of look similar. <laughs> Somewhat. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I can't. I don't know. Um, but he's more more. He has more black hair than brown though, which was kind of interesting. It was the the one in the coder two. Let's see. That was what was his name? Hanhar. Yes. Okay. No, Hanhar was again more looking like kind of the same coloring as Zalbar. He had yeah. the two bandoliers on him, but yeah. that was it. So he didn't have this look. This is this this is a this Wookiee's got his own going own thing going on. Yeah, it's still interesting to see though. But that's what came to my mind. I for whatever reason I think about Kotor and the Wookiees in there. Well, that's where we definitely got to first see some besides the the Christmas special. That was definitely where we got to see some more of the uh some Different, of the Wookiee yeah. species and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. Okay, so we're up to uh the parade with the two and uh yeah and then mentions kinda... a little bit about bib fortuna a little bit not not a lot not a Maybe lot no they just talk they kind of briefly mention him but then we're just basically right back into flashback land where he's but, but i what i thought was funny is like he's willing to take on he's like you know he reference like you're gonna have to kill me but so he's willing to take on those wookie but he just got his teeth knocked down his throat by six of these assassins <laughs> That, that have nothing really... that are nowhere in comparison yeah. to strength and let, of a Wookiee. And <laughs> last, yeah, last time I checked, Wookiees will tear your throat out of your butthole and not have a second, you know, thought about it. <laughs> but you'll, but you'll fight, you know. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny. Well, yeah, and then it's you. This kind of makes you wonder what they're gonna follow in line with. So is he gonna also be part or? uh would he ever actually use his claws? That yeah, he's well, more... and then because they again, I mean, and this is as I'm pretty sure this is this is canon. They that is like that's not a thing. You they do not use their claws. Um, no, it's it's, uh, for for civilized for their civilized or civilized society, they they refrain yes. from using the claws, right? Uh, otherwise, this then they get if they do, then they're called they're. They're exiled and but called how Mad the, Claws. How? Yeah. How did? How did these two? Uh, Jabba's cousins. They are his cousins. These huts. How did they get a Wookiee? Because the Wookies were, were did not like slavers. Like, and again, I know uh, some people. Well, like, you well, always get a few bad bad ones right. here and there, right? Well, so I'm sure there there might be people like, well, you know, Kotor is not technically canon. Well, you know, it was before Disney bought. You know, Lucas. So I'm still, but like you know, with uh, the slavers that were on Ka- the Kashik as the uh, was it Zerka Zerka Corps? Like they, yeah, they, well, they yeah. were not fond. They were not fond of, of the, the slavers, and so it's just interesting. Is like, how did they get? How did they get this Wookie? Did, did they save his life? Is it, you know, is he owe a life debt now? Like it's just very interesting. And of all people, the Huts like. You know, I mean, they do. My I guess know how to play the game. Well, and then that's gonna be the the question, right? Is, is it, will they actually bring up that bring that sort of thing up? Will it even yeah. be addressed? Because generally, uh, yeah, Wookies. I mean, for the most most part, there's like I said, the one that'll go bad, but otherwise, they seem to be 
they stick to their they have their strong culture and so the only way they this one would be taken would be potentially it was uh it was enslaved possibly by the empire right because that was the thing and uh somehow these huts acquired him and now yeah he could could owe them a life debt so we don't know uh whether or not we will actually ever know who only time will tell yeah that whole dialogue was just because we know i mean these are huts i mean yeah go ahead no i go by all means i didn't have anything oh i was just saying just in here the whole dialogue yeah, it's just, the whole dialogue was just kind of interesting because, like, these are the huts, right? They're, I mean, they're they're pretty feared, well established, right? You know, uh, in the yeah. galaxy, and maybe not, maybe if not the galaxy, definitely the outer rim. And just the whole dialogue was just kind of like I, I was almost expecting more, like you know, like even though like Boba is one to be feared himself, well, let's say the Boba of old, the you know, the one that was on the bridge back then, yeah. Right. I think the HUD should equally be feared as well. And so, like, you know, I just found it interesting that Bobo was like, uh, go back to your home on Now Hutta. You know, or Nar Hutta, Now Hutta. It's Now Hutta. It was, right? That was the one thing I was actually surprised that they used was Now Hutta. Yeah. Yeah, Now Hutta. Uh, I, I get it mixed up with Nar but Now Hutta, it's like, right. You know, well, yeah, because uh, it's another, it's a smuggler's so, moon and stuff like that. So it's to be expected. Right. So there was, it was kind of like, I would have, I don't know. I was kind of thinking that it would be more of a maybe fearful of both, like fearful of each other. Like they should be fearful of Boba because, like, this dude is like an established bounty hunter that had worked for Jabba for one of probably one of Jabba's most, like, one of his most powerful, uh, you know, lucrative bounty hunters out there. Yeah. So there should have been more of a fearful respect from, from their part. But I think Boba, you know, expecting maybe a little bit more of a also, in return a respect for them because like these are like okay like i mean they're huts and they're cousins of java but they're still huts right what i I mean so just i don't know just because huts being huts they don't tend to have much of a fear for other people they kind of see themselves as top tier on the ecosystem of especially when it comes to the crime business so and for anything that's been described for the way they fight dear lord now that yeah. is something I hope we actually get to see someday is two huts just duking it out because it sounds right. savage as hell. Otherwise, oh, yeah. uh, it'll be like it'll be better than watching two T Rex. Bo- uh, the the huts won't have any respect for Boba. To them, I would see them as just being you yeah. They, they, you're just a little worm. You you don't have any of the connections and uh and uh, you know and stuff like that to to back you like we do. We right. look at this. We're already coming in. You know, they got the pomp and, and everything. They're coming in on the, on the, on the, the having the slaves carry them in or whatever they are, right. carrying them in. They've got their Wookie bodyguard. All you know, Boba's coming in 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 a in a oh, trying to think of the of it, but from a pre you know presentation sort of standpoint, yeah, he kind of comes off as low tier as compared to them with you know like i said with with their kind of style of coming into the town they made a much more bigger show and he just kind of you know he tries to act all um like he's one of the people right you know 
He wants he's to not, he's, he's, he's not above he's not above them. He wants yeah, he wants the respect right. and stuff like right. that. So like this even Fennec Shen yeah. said though, you know, some fear can go a long way for oh, yeah, keep, totally keeping agree. your keeping your thumb on people. Right. So this mm. is a this is a newfound uh boba. And we need to respect <laughs> the fact that he wants to go and turn over a new leaf. I, I'm wondering if he really lost a lot of oxygen in that Sarlacc pit. Uh, he, he, just... lost, <laughs> uh, he lost something in that pit, uh, fractured filter. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Whether it be oxygen or, or something else. Something. It... Pride, I don't know. So, but... Uh, okay, so why don't you take us uh, to the next scene after, after they're like, well, we'll Basically, we're going to table this for uh, another day. God bless you, and we'll be back. Well, it's again, you know, like I said, we go back into to flashback land, and he's yeah. training. He's being trained by the uh, the Tuscan Raider in their right. combat style with right. the uh, the Gaddafi sticks. Yeah, and it's just kind of more of you know him living among the Tuscan Raiders and trying to kind of he they find a way to bridging the gap of communications. Then what do you we think get... the point of that was though? Like let's touch. I want to touch on that. Cause I was thinking about that, like through the whole episode, it's like, again, I know we touched on this earlier in, in the episode. Like this is Boba Fett, like a Mandalorian who pride themselves on being very efficient in hand to hand combat, um, using weapons and, and all of that. And he's, he's sitting there learning, well, yeah. attempting to learn more often than not getting his butt kicked by this <laughs> Tuscan Raider it's... and the Daffy stick. Like what like what is the point of this episode? Like what like it's this, the like, Boba should know. You know what I mean? Like okay, so it's just like Thrawn, right? And I know this is this we're comparing apples to oranges, but like Thrawn <laughs> knew every one of his enemies intimately, right? Like he, could, yeah, like, he to him it was the he to him he wanted to study the culture's art, and to right. him if you if you studied the culture's art, you can understand the way they think, their tactics, and stuff right. like that. So that so was how, you, like, in my mind, I think like a Mandalorian, like they would know their enemy just well, as intimately in, in tactics i know tuscan raiders probably you know are, are raiders but i'm talking about like they should be well skilled in understanding and well, in combat even the thing is though is like with the tuscan raiders since they te- at least from you know a lot of my usual understanding of it is that they're you know they they stay away from any of the other any other uh, cities and towns and cultures and stuff like yeah. that they keep themselves detached Right. Nobody is really knowing a whole lot about them right. other than when they do do raids and stuff like that. That's the only that's their only knowledge of them. Otherwise, you know, they they've made managed to stay very private with their with their whole with their whole system. So this is, you know, you can look at it as Boba sticking around with them, learning some new fighting skills, stuff like that, but this is I I don't even, I mean, it just kind of comes down to what people have kind of been joking about. This is like, you know, dances with wolves, but dances with banthas. This is just yeah. him just kind of being amongst the quote unquote, you know, savage tribes, you but learning their earlier. ways and yeah. it's, you know, humanizing them or whatever, then just him embracing it. So you said that earlier. I just want to touch on this real quick. Uh, 
So we were talking earlier before the episode, and he and he fractured filter made this comment, and I about lost my my <laughs> like I was laughing so incredibly hard, um, just just because of the reference. It was it was very very funny. So good on you for doing that. I needed the laugh. Because exactly what it is, dancing with band. I mean, that is like yeah. And we'll, no, we'll it's, es- it's essentially what's going right? on, and it, it it's just building more on. I almost it almost just feels a bit like filler. Like this is just yeah. how they're kind of padding out the episode till they get to whatever they need to uh, move on with. But it's just that it's just kind of filler and then it's like and then it's finally like oh it's now they're being messed with by this random train uh that's zipping through the wasteland so then then we get kind of our bad guys for the episode yeah uh and then we're we're at that and then what's next well it's 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 just it it first starts uh, out the train doesn't show up yet but but what gets me with with it too is like they're they get they get cut down like a lot of tuskins get essentially wiped out with and the first eviscerated too like oh yeah they get eviscerated and, and but then they're then, hiding behind the bantha but, which i was like well, that makes sense but the, th- right. the funny thing is the funny thing is is i feel like none of their numbers were actually lost because this is still from what we've been shown from what we've been shown this is a very small tribe. So right. you would think that with what they showed us, how many, they were well, quite a few of them were cut down by the right. first pass. So you would think they wouldn't be exactly too inclined to want to, you know, take this thing on. Right. But then, but you know, he does convince them that, Hey, we can do this, but only after, you know, he, uh, sees that biker gang from the last episode that was basically raiding raiding places te- uh, and uh, uh, spray um, tagging the house before they left, and then you know he sees these guys again and decides, hey, give me some weapons. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and collect us some uh, some supplies for them to be able to, to do this whole train car heist almost right so and then that's where we get of course uh our goofy little get uh scene of hang on let me uh pull it up really quick because it's funny as hell so (laughs) this <laughs> I, I don't mean, know if this, I don't know if this sounds gonna play, but uh, no, I tried to make sure to mute it because I'm pretty sure that would be that copyright. Uh, uh, yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> this uh, and then when people have been you know joking, it's like oh, like a bantha, yeah, <laughs> because that's what he says at the end of that clip. This brought this brought tears of not only joy. It was just so uh, good. I mean, we just get to the scene where he finally kicks. A bunch of Goombas asses. He he takes them all out. Although stupidly, he's hitting them with it with the with the rifle. Breaks the rifle. And then he finally switches over to the Gerdaf the 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 training stick. It's like, bro, why weren't you doing that from the start? Or you know, 
you use the pew pew for <laughs> the pew pew for all of <laughs> ten seconds. It just it get it was just kind of it was just kind of silly the way that went that played out. But and the pew pew didn't even look like a real pew pew. <laughs> but we at least got to see him, you know, beat up some some goons. Right. And so that was the one pull away. And then you know, yeah, then he 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 does the whole taking all the the speeder bikes to then train all the Tuscans how to use this. And again, this is where some people have a point of contention about is that, you know, the Tuscans hate outsider technology. They right. don't like it. They don't want anything to do with it. I was re- I was reading that. Their Banthas are their transportation. Yeah. So, but, yeah. again, this is a very progressive tribe. Okay. So, I'm very, they, they, it's they, very, yeah. <laughs> They're, they're they're making changes uh yeah. you know uh, but um but that's you know they do that whole training bit and we outside then... this episode outside this i mean i i nowhere in my research reading somebody comment and let me know if i'm wrong but i've never seen a tuscan raider use like a transportation device other than like a bantha like ever and then pretty much they're just mysteriously but i could be wrong too i could but i you know then they're uh using um this to these these swooper bikes to uh to take down a train um which is which is very funny because then you know they they do this whole thing, and again, you've got a bunch of these Tuscans that are getting cut down, blown up off their bikes, and stuff like that. You get a few that make it on, along with Boba, and they're practically, you know, kind of staying, <laughs> staying behind cover until uh, the one uh, female Tuscan comes along, jumps in, beats the hell out of uh, the goons inside. And kind of helps them progress forward to be able to being able to take over, uh, being able to take over the train car right. until they, you know, until they basically take it over and crash it. We gotta touch on the uh, the robot with sixteen hands. <laughs> That's on LSD probably or PC. What something he's on because he's on the spice. I, I yeah, that spice that uh, the uh, oh, what what species was that? I know we're not there yet, um, but uh, well, maybe we'll, we'll wait too. Because I was trying to figure out what kind of uh, species that, that I don't I don't remember what they were. But yeah, they're on the train, and then the, the robot that has the sixteen arms that's conducting the train, and well, I guess that's later. And then it, it basically sets the train into overdrive and bounces, and it's like yeah. screw it, I'm out, I'm out until they Peace finally. Out. I'm done, uh, and that's bit, and then that's where yeah, then the whole thing crashes. Boba again plays diplomat. Yeah. With the I I and I don't know what these aliens are. I'm yeah. I'm guessing well, I guess, these we are forgot new. one important one important key. Uh, oh, what scene was, that? was uh, when um, Boba goes and he fights the Hell's Angels of the train or the that's, bar. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. We, the goon, the oh, goons okay. that he fought with the the, yes. the with the with the. With the, the Tuscan rifle, and then he yeah, okay, the rifle. I had a brain. Fart. That's what I, yeah, no, no, don't worry. I, that's what, <laughs> yeah, that's no, the that's Hell's what Angels of uh, the swooper of the of the, of the Tatooine waste. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that was interesting. I was like, man, 
they look a lot like bikers with their biker vest. I I noticed that too, and I was just kind of like, you know, this is again where I get kind of an kind of annoyed when they feel they have to bring in too many so many real world comparisons, right? To somehow connect with the audience well, or whatever, you know, even I, though it's like, you know, Lucas always kept it very detached he never he never had too many real world things yes they you know took took certain weapons and remodeled them for the universe but it wasn't like you know such a strong draw like this and like what i've seen like what kind of got me with the um jedi fallen order game where in the beginning of it the main character is shown like wearing headphones and stuff i'm like they don't use headphones for anything other than maybe in uh when they were uh on the falcon and you know right taking shots at the tie fighters otherwise you know they use the hollow terminals and stuff to get their news the hollow net and stuff like right, that they those net, sort yeah. of they have those sort of things that will play their music and everything they don't use headphones and stuff like no. that well, so, and, and, and i remember I remember too uh, early with Disney and getting the whole di- the the Star Wars land or whatever for their parks. That was another thing that they were trying to do was have a whole Coke Sprite, you know, little kind of uh, container Star Wars themed containers and stuff like that. It's, come on, come on, yeah, no, no, uh, let's not you, do this. Yeah, well, and. Uh, you had said this, I mean, and again, I, we won't say how long we've been friends. It's been a very long time, but I remember years ago, it was like years, a couple years ago, maybe when the yeah. first Mandalorian came out and that scene with Mando on the test grade, I you, was, you're I like, was... uh, hopefully this doesn't offend anybody. And if it does, then you're welcome, <laughs> but just the, the, having a kumbaya moment. Oh, uh, the, 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 look, the yeah, the fire. Like, and, like I've said, that just like it felt out of nowhere because, as far as we knew, Mando had no connection to to Tuscans, and then suddenly it's like, hey, I can talk to Tuscans, and Tuscans are cool with me, man. We're bros, yeah. and it's just like, dude, what? And then yeah. let's not get even started on the crate thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so back, uh, getting back to that, uh. Again, like I said, like it was Boba plays diplomat with our weird fishy alien faces. Yeah. And you know, calls them out on using their spice. And then it then just kind of go once they get all that water from the water uh the water compartment on the train. Yeah. All the uh, kind of made me think of the end of uh Mad Max Fury uh Fury Road. <laughs> just spilling the water everywhere. Uh, then we get to where Boba is going to go on his happy little drug trip. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, his, his whole soul search is a little soul searching. Yeah. I event. wanted to make a funny, a funny reference. Uh, when I saw that, I was like, I literally last night, I know I, I referenced this before the episode when we were talking, but, uh, it was when I saw that, I was like, I just thought of like Mulan and, and Mushu, this little lizard dragon thing coming and going in his nose, and then he's tripping yeah. out on just. I wondered like how much of that spice he maybe had been uh, ingesting, ingested. yeah, before <laughs> uh, this whole thing. But again, like, but apparently, like, if you and again, this is where 
uh, I don't have an exuberant amount of knowledge from like a canon standpoint with this, but I was reading on um, fandom, which uh-huh. I know you, it's highly, you got to be careful with a lot of the stuff that you read because some of them, you know, will just some people just just post out there. But it it's just interesting. I was reading this this whole thing on fandom, and the whole thing that was written was identical to uh, episode two, which yeah. they were talking about, like the Tuscan Raiders using these lizards to uh, induce visions and and all just all this stuff and and just it just yeah in episode I, two yeah so what i was oh, wait, before, wait are you are you referring to attack of the clones or the episode, no no i'm sorry episode that, episode two. Episode two of Bo- sorry Bo- I... no you're good <laughs> uh no episode two oh of, so um, you're reading the descriptor for the episode yeah. before you watched it well i was re- i was trying to research i was actually researching like tuscan raiders and and the oh, culture okay. and everything and and about I don't know, a couple paragraphs down it was describing the different like tribes and the different like, how there's different tribes and you know some are more violent than others and actually this tribe that Filoni I guess created or not even created but he you know well, uses you and know, that's kind of the thing when you're looking up some of this information if you're going through like the Wikipedia you got to also kind of check the tabs and see if you're doing the the Disney side or the true canon legend side so you kind of depending on what you're looking at you got to kind of know. Because yeah, they're gonna be already filling in the information for the uh, their canon, right? So, so it's just yeah. This is yeah. As far as I know, like this whole weird lizard drug trip thing is is all brand new for for all this. Yeah, but and that whole like it is just hard. But to, what, just hard to follow. <laughs> when I when I saw it, my 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 mind was thinking of um. I don't know if you watched the uh, Stargate SG-1 series. Oh, who hasn't watched Stargate? Okay. I haven't watched a lot when of I, it, but... When, I, when, I, when, when that lizard first popped up into his brain, I was just kind of like, well, it, it's, it was a little easier for the gold to do it to uh, the host, but right. I guess the, the nose works as well. Yeah. So, uh, apparently, so apparently this lizard and whatever stuff they huffed into Boba's face was... Was it connected. Spice? Are these? I, don't I, mean, know, are the I think it was they, their own. I think it was their own little. Their own is little, it homemade like, spice. Is it their own edition? I think uh, it's some, their own, some spice, their own, but uh, their own style of it. Yeah. I honestly watching so like I was I was following pretty well up until uh, the dragon lizard thing goes up in his <laughs> nose, and then they blow the dust in his face, and right. then he just I I felt like I was. Well, I was in like Pink Floyd, The Wall. For those of you that are old enough to remember <laughs> that, and um, if you don't know that, then I'll just make. I just I had to question whether or not I had smoked some spice before. Um, well, and this is this is them trying to tap into any kind of you know daddy issues or whatever kind of issues Boba Fett has towards Django and what he what he his experiences have been. This is kind of alluding, uh, trying to bring more of that to the surface for him right. to work out his demons. But the thing is, too, is like they've again tapped on this. And this is what I was also kind of wanting to mention. Uh, this one other channel, OG Star Wars, uh, she did uh-huh. what she calls coffee chat. And they were talking about the comic books that was the uh, Star Wars blood ties, which dives into a lot of the relationships between uh, Django Fett. And also, then later, Boba. Once you know he takes over the the gear and just yeah. kind of going through their history, basically, and it does a 
lot better. And this is kind of where they're perhaps, you know, kind of grabbing from a little bit too, not just the, May, they might get to the Bounty Hunter Wars kind of content, but this is also some of the stuff that they're grabbing from. So if anybody yeah. wants to kind of uh, get some more info on that, I'd definitely say bounce over there because they're they're great for e extra EU content. What was the one? The um, just take a take a real quick break here. The the there's a couple uh, guys that you referenced that were really really. Are these the same guys you're telling me about? about that were really knowledgeable about the expanded universe yeah so yeah so the uh the one the one gal is og star wars her channel and she also it's the same for her uh twitter account okay and then um the other one is uh this guy uh his at least i know his twitter is kenobi stig Okay. Where he goes by Stig. and he's and he's he's, he's another he's all his 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 Twitter is great because he's also pretty he he just rail rails into some of these people that are trying to pass off Disney canon. So so he's the EU expert. You he's you an, he's another he, he definitely he's put himself high up on the tier list for you know knowledge and information and I'd say it follows and then there'd be the uh, channel Open Airlock. Yeah, another good one that's you know very de- detailed for having a lot of great information on ex- Star Wars expanded universe. So those are definitely like the three. I'm like, yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna go somewhere, go to those people because they're fantastic for it. Yeah, definitely. I'll yeah, definitely be checking some of those out because like yeah, I said, my uh, knowledge can, only. Goes, I can shoot so. you some links to them later. So you can, can you post direct. links? Da- can you post links down in like maybe the comments so people can uh, follow? Yeah, or... I could. I could also do that on the. Let's do that the, for those that are and, and share it that way too. Definitely. So where are we up to? So the the train and the so train blows drug, up and train blows up. Uh, Boba gets back with the Tuscans. They're celebrating, and then like I said, Lizard goes up his nose. He's tripping balls hard. Uh, Very. Otherwise, like and I then said, he's, he, kinda, he goes, and to, then he uh, goes out to the tree to get the wood for his own Gerdafi stick. Apparently, Gerdafi stick. <laughs> which, which, simple, like, did you catch? And maybe I was just, I was, I was watching that. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was watching the episode and then playing Modern Warfare uh, at the same time simultaneously. <laughs> but I saw that the Sarlacc pit uh, transformed into the tree, and the tree transformed into the Sarlacc pit, and then. He broke the Sarlacc pit. They turned into the tree branch, and then the the tree branch is uh, what he took back. I am sure the... there's some kind of metaphor there. I don't know what it would be. I wonder if Filoni was smoking <laughs> spice when he. I, I don't know. Man. Uh, it was hard to. It was just very hard to watch, and then that yeah. would not surprise me. And then, uh, so what are your thoughts? I want to get your thoughts on um, making the like they were transforming or making the the branch into well, the actual Gaddafi stick i mean i guess what hey, do you think about the process we're getting some little extra insight to how they make these things last i knew like, like i think i said either during this or uh before the live stream i said you know last i was aware they kind of scavenged a lot of materials to to maybe piece these things together but they were just kind of kind of just that and they were kind of personal to each person to each Tuscan, right. yes. Because that was even in the Kenobi book. Well, like the uh the farmhands and stuff that kind of formed their own militia group, 
and would stop the Tuscan raids, they would sometimes pick out and collect some of the certain Gaddafi sticks as their own trophies. So that's right. kind of what that was. Otherwise, I mean, like I said, it, it was it was just kind of their own little way of going. Oh, hey, this is how this tribe, you know, gets their their weaponry. It's apparently right. going on a going on a drug trip to discover a tree out in the Tatooine waste. Come back with it, and I've they, never seen a tree and they craft, in the desert, they craft their weapon. That, yeah, that's great. I've never seen a tree in the uh, the Dune scene before. The Dune not scene that before. I've so ever, not that it has the, ever been shown. Yeah, I don't know I mean, where that tree came from. It's all in his imagination. <laughs> but so they're going through and they're making it together, having a real good bonding time making it. Um, and so, what are your thoughts about the uh, the dance? If you called it, I don't even know what you call it, like a like a dance, a ceremonial. Like I don't know what it like was. A, yeah, it was basically and, like their own little yeah little ceremonial dance. That's and then that. they were they're part. It was like a weird like kind of combat dance or something too because they were using the the Gaddafis and everything and kind of doing the same uh same movements as when they were when they were fighting each other right so it was kind of that weird weird mix i i mean it was uh, it eh. and then like the 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 chieftain that like uh doesn't ever uh i don't know like he was even joining in the fun right so, but he, yeah, the the chieftain has seemed to be kind of hands off, right? Other than maybe kind of say, kind of pointing in the direction of a few things, but otherwise it's been very like he sends off sends the. I don't know what that the the female Tuscan is, but it's yeah, his I second don't. his second in command is, is that is concubine? That I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to tell who's who's female and who's male. And I don't remember if that's a thing, if that's like intentional or not. Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to kind of jump through the, the more Kenobi, Kenobi book because yeah. I'm pretty sure the Kenobi book touches on that. I'm gonna but have there, to. Yeah, that's gonna be the next. Sometimes there are certain indicators on who they are because, um, in the Kenobi book, the one Tuscan. Oh God, I'm trying to remember the name of the particular one because it was always the one the guy was kind of. It was kind of his, you know white whale sort of sort of thing right are you looking it up right now yeah i'm trying to look it up right now because I, I just forgot the book i just forgot the exact name of that particular tuscan um shoot of course this isn't gonna be easy on me then kenobi's hot Let's get to Kenobi. I guess I should have just searched for Kenobi. There we go. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Legends. Oh, shoot. Um, so listen. <laughs> I'm not going to find this in time. This is They're good. Anyway, so yeah, like like I said, they, there are certain certain indicators for some Tuscans. A lot of the time, though, they're dressed kind of uniformly. Yeah, you know, I think that's another thing that they do to they did, I should say, to hide their numbers. Again, hiding their numbers and whatnot, hiding who, how many there are. It's kind of like again, like the stormtroopers. You see a bunch of guys charging in the same 
white armor, even though they're being taken out, you don't, you still don't know if you're having any effect. Right. So it's that kind of psychological. Uh, More so, yeah. It. Discouraging. Like I just shot twelve. Of these yeah, I just shot ten of them. What the heck? They haven't been able to hit me once. <laughs> exactly. I think that's how I think, and I'm pretty sure that's how it ends, right? The by the fire. I don't think they're. I don't know if I'm missing any other. No, like that's that's the that is the end of the episode is them doing their little uh, their celebratory dance uh, after after he gets inducted into the the Tuscans, I guess, because then they before the Hall of Fame or whatever you call it. <laughs> well, prior to that, they they got him in the the garb, the robes and stuff that they first. Like, I Why did they, they first... put a mask on him? That was like the one piece of thing. Like he like no, he the... just gets the, he just gets the hoodie. He just, just gets the, the hood. Hoodie. Yeah, I was like, okay, <laughs> just got the hood. But yeah, I, I saw that, which so. just kind of made me think. Oh, it's like it, it gives him that idea of oh, I see why the Jedi's like their hoods, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, otherwise, again, so I mean, for a follow up episode, yeah, it had not, better or not worse much... than the first. Ugh. It it does more, I guess. I don't know if I'd want to say world building yeah. for for what's going on, but it just kind of help. It just kind of fleshes that out. Like I said, the the part that I did kind of enjoy was in the beginning when you have those huts coming in, and then you yeah. have to see the the Wookie bodyguard, yeah, who throw who throws his weight around, and like I said, I thought it looked pretty badass, and it was yeah. it was nice to see a an evil Wookie again. Yeah. Otherwise, it just kind of was. It, it just was a follow up, and then it was just more, more backstory on what what happened previously to him to get inducted into the the Tuscans and to get. It was just basically just start, trying to explain. Okay, this is this is why he was dressed up the way he was in Mandalorian. Yeah. When you first when you when they first showed him off, I think in see I think they first showed him off in season one. And then that was kind of like their one big tease. And then season two was when they finally brought him in. And that's when, <laughs> when certainly I threw around the joke of dad bod fat. When he dad throws bod on, when fat, he, yes. When he threw on his his uh, his old armor on top of some of the clothing and it just looked kind of silly. <laughs> Which was incredibly too small. If somebody was to shoot him, <laughs> he would be done. Uh, there, there was... Uh, yeah, it was basically but, oversized armor or yeah. undersized. I undersized, say undersized armor. Yeah, yeah, it was undersized yeah. armor on it. Uh, <laughs> it looked like, dude, there's way too many extra spots to hit you on. Yeah, like <laughs> you need to go see the the armorer and uh, get get some, some more, new get, get some, some new, new gear plates. forged up for you. Yeah, yeah, because that's not that's not good at all. But you can uh, at least say he he. Must have toned up a bit for for uh, Book of Boba because yeah. he looks a little better in the armor now. Well, yeah. Um, for so for this episode, it was mostly in the beginning that I kind of got I, I like I said I got my chuckles out of. Yeah. And it was it was it was good. I just the rest of it just kind of was going through the motions was what it felt like because we knew yeah. nothing we knew nothing serious was going to happen to him. Yeah. Other than you know, other than what we got to see of him getting out of the Sarlacc pit, yeah, there was nothing else that was really like life threatening. Uh, 
Right. That's going to be coming with the the present day stuff, if at all. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Those really things released on. every Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it's like I think it's something like that. It's not every. Tuesday, no, 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 no. I think it was like what Tuesday or something like that. Is it every Tuesday? I don't know. Just Tuesday I or Wednesday, I something. Leaving like work last. I was leaving work last night, and uh, I got the notification that a new episode had dropped, chapter two or whatever. Right. Uh, I guess that's what for not to confuse anybody. Yeah, we'll just go for. We'll just say chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. I think that's what they're doing. But um, if it's every Saturday, then it'll work out because um, that's that's when we do our show. So yep. I would. I don't know, man. Like for me, like I think I pretty much already gave. Uh, my my rating of it when I said that I was playing Modern Warfare, uh, I was playing Warzone while I was trying to watch this. You're game, you're more so. preoccupied with that than actually. Watching well, I mean, I was watching it, but I you know I was I was trying to multitask. But um, I would yeah, yeah I, I I tried I tried to I was giving it my best to watch it fully. It just I think <sighs> I would agree with you. Um, I, I I thought the the whole mayor scene was a joke. Um. I, I didn't. Yeah. I just didn't really. It didn't flow. And again, like I, I was say, when he when he first walked in. I was ho- so ho- thinking and hoping he was gonna just pull out his blaster and just and shoot everybody. dead his, that that freaking receptionist guy. I was like, please, yeah, just shoot but, him now, listen, please. But you can't. This is stupid. We're, we're doing we're shit. Knock it off. Listen, fractured filter. We live in an age <laughs> where we have to be sensitive, and we can't be doing that kind of stuff. He wants to rule with respect and not fear. Yeah, I, I agree. So like this boring. this whole thing, you know, and again I say that I don't I try to come at it from an unbiased standpoint. It's very, very hard because I just growing up, you know, you have it's like they're I, I don't know what word I want to use without being totally disrespectful, but it's like <laughs> the Mandalorian that I grew up with and the Mandalorian that the Mandalorians that I have read about and all researched yeah. is not the Mandalorian that no. is portrayed in this in these well, two no, chapters we... and no, I I don't know if we talked about it live or not, but you know it's like what what it what was happened is you know we got the they decided through the Clone Wars series, Filoni decided to neuter the Mandalorians completely, right. making them this for some reason uh, uber peaceful society, right? And then they like I said I I almost thought that they were trying to rebound a little bit by bringing in the Death Watch. But right. even that, I was probably their intention was to have the Death Watch, the evil, you know, aggressive, uh, violent Mandos or whatever that wanted their war or combat. But even then, that didn't amount to much by right. the end of by end of the the Clone Wars, anyways. It just didn't right. amount to much. Well, the Death Watch. Other than they they finally kind of destroyed the city and stuff, and they had Darth Maul that you know helped bring that about. But it just. Right. It was still a, a character assassination for the whole, you know, Mandalorian culture and society as a, as a whole. It's just kind of like, guys, you're messing this up completely. Right. You had you had something that was very beloved by the fan base and decided, right. you know what? Fuck the fan base. We know better than right. them. This which comedy is, usually, is, which is always to... the case. Right. So, I mean, this is either going to, I mean, draw people into to, to follow uh the show or it's gonna you know push people away and 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 either way you know it, it is what it is but i they are systematically uh, i guess i should put with cancel culture because the the platform might cancel us if we if we don't say in my opinion in my opinion 
Disney, Filoni, um, and I'll even throw Favreau in there because he's equally just as guilty. Kennedy, who there's no excuse because if anybody knows anything about Kathleen Kennedy's history, she worked hand in hand not only with Spielberg but also Lucas. They're systematically destroying Star Wars. Yeah, but yeah, they're systematically destroying this, and I think you know the people, the fan base, like people like you, I, people who stay true to the the expanded universe legends are like the last defense uh, when it comes to this because it's the the name Star Wars may 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 remain. But they're they're destroying everything that it once stood for. So right, you know, and it, um, that's the unfortunate thing is that for a lot of people, though, it has this kind of they've hit either the the morning stage or whatever, and they're just kind of tapped out of Star Wars altogether. It's and like it let's take because because yeah, there's very few people now that are trying to stand by and stand true, stay true to the to Star Wars to what it was. Because, yeah, you have these people that are just completely mucking it up. And like we learned, you know, uh, Lucas gave a treatment for 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 the sequel trilogy and they basically, you know, tossed it into the waste bin. Right. From the sounds of it, it was some pretty wacky ideas. And knowing George, as he, if he was working on it, he would have been probably changing a lot of it but, as it went along, which that happened with the prequel trilogies too. Was it, Things were yeah. changed as he went along making them. But so, was wacky, I mean, yeah. There, there was some, there was some interesting. I'll say it was some interesting ideas for that sure. He had, it, he had for it. It would have been kind of. Eh. But in the long run, it would have been at least consistent to a story. It would have been it would have been a consistent story. That's what it would have would have been, and that would have been better. That would have been much better, a thousand times better than what we got, which was an inconsistent mess that was changing hands between two people that were in no way in communication with each other to keep this whole thing on course and. Then you just had the spinoffs, which did no help to 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 the established continuity as well. Right. So, which those would I be their own wonder, levels of topics too. Going forward, yeah, I just wonder. You know, I've heard a lot. You're not the first person, and we've talked about this many times, and you know, in the past. But I just wonder, like, how crazy was Lucas's ideas, and are they crazy because Disney has? dragged his name and his everything that he you know wanted to do through through the mud like you know what yeah. i mean like i've heard sort of that the whole midichlorian thing and yeah that, that midichlorian another, the micro that could be an epi- he had know, like a whole epi- micro universe right. idea set up and and he, that could apparently be. he was gonna apparently he was gonna bring in like darth talon and what i mean what and that would have been crazy to see we would we would have had that but also there there was the either idea or the plan that yeah luke was gonna get killed off but this right. is an older luke and right. probably probably lucas might have i would i would like to say he would have stayed true to what was established through the books right. but i wouldn't have surprised me if he had come up with his own canon for what's gone on he might have ignored the books entirely but he right. might have also honored it too so that would have been a really that could have been a really great opportunity but it's all hearsay now. So it's called well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they people say that Disney bought, you know, Lucas film from Lucas. I I'm the believer that they put a gun to his head, honestly, <laughs> and that's a hell that I'll die on. Um, but it, it's a it's a nice thought. 
yeah he, he got he got he got his he got his money and went to the went on uh his vacation right. <laughs> which he right. continues but we i mean there's always been this fun little stuff that's cropped up right. with them talking about anything to do with uh to do no, Star Wars. From it's the minute even... that he signed. The minute he signed the papers over, they're like, "You're, you know, you're just a kiss it goodbye, boy." Yeah, you're a memory. Bye. Here's your check. <laughs> you know, basically the the, the pat again, on the head and send them send send them on his way. Like, I just okay, wonder, thanks. you know, we got what we billion, wanted, right? Four billion dollars. Like, could Lucas come back and buy it back, and would Disney sell it because they're just mucking it up? They're mucking it up. And I'm that's like, been some people's thoughts. Is like, could he Lucas, buy it just back? Give considering, them, like, give them, give them, considering <laughs> how much they've lost on these movies at this. Point. Oh my goodness! Like, I, I just like, and uh, I, you know how I feel about was it the last, the last uh, Star Wars movie with palpatine and uh still surviving the fall and uh, not, yeah, yeah, yeah i'll yeah. be another episode later yeah. but i think something's gotta happen something's gotta happen yeah. maybe you know if this this show you know we can maybe we can get kathleen kennedy on and respectfully <laughs> have a uh dialogue with her and by respect i'm gonna eviscerate her but i won't hold my breath i won't but <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that pretty much, yeah. I think that I don't think we missed any details, and like I said, no, so, I think we gave our our rendition on those uh, two episodes for sure. So I, I think, think yeah, we think we pretty much agree on the second one. It was it was watchable as long as you have a uh, have your Warzone on or whatever game you play. How yeah, have a little distraction on the side, maybe it might keep, so, yeah, because <laughs> otherwise you might be put to sleep. Yeah, yes, and by might hundred percent. Okay. Right. Well, we've been going for a good two solid hours here. I think we doesn't feel like two hours. No, for... once we got going, it definitely was like, ooh, here we go. Yeah. This is um, and this is the thing for those that are listening or will be listening to this. This is just a taste of what fractured filter and I go through on a daily basis when we see each other. <laughs> like we have to yeah, we could literally talk for hours. Oh yeah, once the ranting day, gets going, but we have to going. break it up in like 30 minute increments because we'll get up and <laughs> we so, get in trouble otherwise. Yeah. Um, so any do you have like uh you do you want to direct anybody to any social uh social media platforms that you're on or you stay away from that stuff? Uh well in my old age uh I tried to, <laughs> to uh stray away from it but I think I don't blame uh, you. I will be I personally, I'll probably be making a Twitter just uh, just for kind of show. So uh, I, it's not done yet, so I don't have any links or anything to drop in the comments. But when I do get mine up and running, we'll I'll have them to throw up. Absolutely, we'll throw them down. And uh, yeah, this is uh, I think uh, this has been uh, this has fun been for fun. me. I'm sure for fun for you. Yeah, I, fun for this, me as yeah, well. This will be a every Saturday thing, every Saturday night. Yeah, we'll probably next this, week so. we probably won't launch till about five o'clock, but it'll probably I want to say between four and five o'clock that we'll be doing these. So yeah. catch us for that. I am on some of the social media. Yeah, post your usually what, what just on. I'm on, you know, Twitter, Minds, Gab, Getter, you name it. It's He's all got, he is, just, I, I, I keep myself better. across the across the spectrum there, right. but it's all either the fractured filter or fractured filter that I am on there as. Yeah. So you can de- that's how anybody can find me. Definitely, uh, yeah. Drop drop some comments where we want to know what you guys think, uh, what you guys want to see, what you would change. Like I said, we're not the most knowledgeable, uh, but we're here to learn. But we're here to learn, and we're here to defend uh, 
you know, legends and the EU and uh, basically anything that Disney's trying to get rid of, we're, we're here to uh, try to counter that. So, Absolutely. And with right. that, I'll say see you next time. Signing off.